we're recording this episode today. It's February 15th, 2022. Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons, was born February 15th, 1954. He turned 68 years old today, which is like kind of nice. Pretty that's pretty close to nice. Yeah, very close. It's nearby. It's in the neighborhood of nice. It's in the neighborhood of nice. So happy birthday, Matt. Thanks. Without you, we wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah. You know, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you always big time, dude. It's been cool. You know, he's definitely like a mythic figure. It's, uh, yeah, it's his vision. And supposedly he came up with the characters within a few minutes uh, when he had the chance to pitch the show. You know, he didn't use the life and hell characters and like he just scribbled down some crude drawings before a meeting. Allegedly, you know. Allegedly. There's there's a lot of uh, lore mm-hmm. in the scene. In the scene. Hey, Nick, before we get into it today, I just got to make sure we're on the same page about something. What's up? Aliens definitely exist, right? Mm, I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. You don't think it's an obvious yes? I don't think it's an obvious yes, no. All right. Okay. The fact that we exist at all is so wild and insane. Why not? Something else in the universe. No, I believe in aliens. Uh-huh. But I also don't believe in aliens. I believe that they're out there, but I don't believe something unless I see it. <laughs> I believe they're out there, but I don't think they're worth shit, dude. That's what I mean. I, I don't, don't want to spend. I don't. Them. I know that if I start believing in them too much, I'm going to start. My brain's going to be focused on things that don't really matter because I don't see it. It's not happening in front of me. You know, I, I got to like focus on me right now. You know. So you're saying you don't observe aliens? I don't. I I can't. <laughs> I don't want to start picturing them like they are in the movies because that's not what they look like. No right? way. And they never do. And why would we assume they have a somewhat humanoid form? It's something we can't, you know, imagine. Yeah, why would they want to do stuff with my butt when they could very well want to do stuff that, you know... Hey, guys, have you seen my front? <laughs> Look like, like, yeah, this is the part that we need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, man, it just seems obvious. It's a duh that, you know, statistically, right? It's got to be some somewhere. But I believe in them, but I don't believe in them. You know what I mean? Like Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Blink-182 is going on tour. Really? That's what you were getting at, right? You were promoting their tour when you asked me if you, I believe in aliens. No, man. I'm just saying I'm the thing that pisses me off is that, you know, I think they're real and they just don't want to hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got way better shit, you know? Yeah. So we really got to step it up. So if this, you know, message makes it out to the airwaves beyond Earth, what are, what are, what are, what are we going to say to them? So you got to watch this show called The Simpsons, I think. Of all the things that I've watched, I think it's of all the even out of any band or movie that I've seen, I'd say it's the most unifying large scale scene out there is The Simpsons, like people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it's so popular all over the world. And it's still like in its own way, like a subculture, you know, and we talked about in the last episode what a peaceful town Springfield is. Yeah. It's not See, unlike our world. It's a very good way to you know learn about human culture and uh, just what our you know forget the history books. I knew that you wanted me to say like oh like hey aliens you should check out this band Fish but you know I I knew that that's why you brought up 
this question was because Fish actually just announced their tour today. Yeah, you must be in pretty summer tour. Pretty good mood about it. Nick's just in time chipper. for Matt Groening's birthday. Just in the nick of time. Yeah. So wait. wait. Matt Groening, Fish, Aliens. Blink-182? You're absolutely right, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could slip one right by you, dude. Wow. This episode started, I didn't believe in aliens. You really... <laughs> I, I've, I've drawn the lines. I've got my board over here with the red pieces of yarn connecting a bunch of pictures. Wait, you what? See, you see how it all adds up, Nick? Wait, what's my age again? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> wow. What 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 about you? What would you tell the aliens? What's one thing that you would? Uh, I say, come on, dude, let's kick it, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's what you say to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's my universal message of peace and understanding and vibe. Yeah, you know, and vibing out. Are they gonna understand what that means? That's true. Like I, I imply, it's a lot deeper of a message than you gotta like have an activity. You know, <laughs> like kicking, it's like cool and everything, but if you like stand around, like I mean, I just want to see some of their cool shit. You know, and you gotta have maybe, some like uh, icebreakers, like get to know <laughs> each other. <laughs> you gotta come prepared if you're gonna meet some aliens. Play like two truths and a lie. You gotta have some icebreakers. You gotta have some cool the shit wind to show is them. Blowing. If you want, you know, like, hey man, I got this quarter that looks really crazy. No, you gotta have something cool. We did this one cool icebreaker with cabins at my camp where we stand around in a circle on the first day of camp, like nobody knew each other. And you'd look up and if you were staring at someone else, you both had to scream at the top of your lungs. Like I thought that was like pretty fun, you know, <laughs> getting to know people. It's like a good improv like warm up. You know, you're getting loud and it's a good reason to like kind of get into your get out of your right. head and into your body and just being loud and silly. Yeah, it was fun. That's great, man. That's pretty dope, man. Well, so it's Matt Groening's birthday. Yeah, it's happy birthday. And, um, oh, we just want to talk about you know the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got this show, Hetty Green Terrace. It's a podcast about The Simpsons. In each episode, we discuss an episode of The Simpsons. We're not going in any particular order. We're always mm-hmm. just kind of picking, yeah, one or the other. If you have a suggestion for an episode that you would like us to cover on the show, please. Write us an email. Justin, what's our email address? <laughs> Thank you for asking, Nick. You can send us an email to hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. So let's say it. Live from New York, it's Hetty Green Terrace with Nick Salgo and Justin Thompson. Tonight's musical guest, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to Hetty Green Terrace. What's the name back then in California? <laughs> Not yet, Anthony. Uh, this was your new song last time. <laughs> yeah, get it together. <laughs> so anyway, we wanted to come back to... Wait, the email address. Yeah, <laughs> I said it. Justin, what's our email address? <laughs> Thank you for asking, Nick. You can send us an email to hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. So let's say it. Live from New York, it's Hetty Green Terrace with Nick Salgo and Justin Thompson. Tonight's musical guest, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to Hetty Green Terrace. What's the name back then in California? <laughs> Not yet, Anthony. 
This was your new song last time. <laughs> yeah. Get it together. <laughs> so anyway, we wanted to come back to... Wait. The email address. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. You can send us an email at Hetty Green Terrace at G... You can send us an email at hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. Okay. And you can find me and Justin on Instagram through at hettygreenterrace on Instagram. That's right. So this is a show where we break down our favorite show, The Simpsons. Each week we're going to deep dive into an episode, really talk about all our favorite moments and why we love it so much. We'll do some research along the way and discuss its cultural impact, history, context. Justin will do some research. I'm just going here, man. I you Google know. it like five minutes before we turn the mics on. I'm, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, this OJ was in the courts when this episode came out. Yeah. So, anywho. Anywho. This week, we're covering New Kid on the Block, Season 4, Episode 8. It originally aired November 12th, 1992. It aired on a Thursday because for a while... Uh, the Simpsons was competing with the Cosby show. They switched it from Sunday to Thursday just mm-hmm. to compete with the Cosby show, just to be like, what's up? Yeah. And it's the 67th episode of the series as a whole, which again is almost nice. It's in the neighborhood it's of in nice. the neighborhood of nice. It's in a nice neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this episode, what a banger. It was written by Conan O'Brien and directed by Wes Archer. I think this is the first Conan uh, written episode we've done for sure. Mm-hmm. And Conan. Conan, yeah. In this episode, Bart falls in love with his next door neighbor slash babysitter, Laura. The guest voices for this episode include Sarah Gilbert as Laura Powers, known for being on the show at Roseanne at the time, Pamela Reed as her mother, Ruth Powers, and of course, the late, great Phil Hartman as Lionel Hutz. You want to tell them what happens in the credits? Yeah, sure. The title is also New Kid on the Block, as a reference to the band The New Kids on the Block. Did you know that, Nick? Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, and aliens exist. <laughs> the chalkboard in this episode says, I will not bring sheep to class. The couch gag for this episode features the Simpsons running onto the couch, and then it falls below the floor. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty classic one that's been used on several episodes. And it makes a whoop sound as the couch plummets through a mm-hmm. giant hole in the floor, and then they all just disappear in this jagged black nothing. Right. First scene in the episode, Homer is watching a dating show, and it's three girls competing for this guy. Their names are Uda, Candy, and Shasta. And they <laughs> ask him, and I forget what it is, but he says like, I'm going to have to go with Shasta because she likes making bacon on the beach. And Homer goes, ooh, me too. And has a vision of him just cooking bacon. He's wearing a chef's hat and a little black speedo. And and he's got a little grill on the beach. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) hilarious. Great Homer moment just to start the episode. Not even we're not even like thirty seconds in, and we already have like a really funny Homer moment. Yeah, he's watching this show called Hunks. That's what it's called? Yeah, and it's a a parody of what was a popular dating show at the time called Studs. He's watching the show, and then the old lady knocks on the door. Right, and says that she's moving and showing her house. She asks Homer if he can, like, 
you know, help her wear pants when he's walking around the house. <laughs> yeah, wear pants when he's walking. And throw out his trash. J- yeah, and take down his jacket lanterns from the past Halloweens, and you see a series of progressively more rotted jacket lanterns. Yeah, and take out the garbage. It's attracting wildlife. And then we see Homer. He's mowing the lawn, and he walks. He sees the all this stuff outside the neighbor's house. He says, "Hello, what's this? Wire hangers." Expired medicine, old newspaper. Okay, Homer, stay calm. Just quietly get this stuff inside your house. And he picks up all the boxes and they start falling. He says, Homer, you're not listening. Great Homer moment. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when I saw my first fish show. It's like, wire hangers, expired medicine, old newspapers. Where have you been all my life? All the classic Nick treats. <laughs> Homer's at home. He's taking <laughs> he's taking he's taking pills. He has no idea what they yeah, are. Yeah, he's got his feet like he's on the couch. And there's like newspapers all around him in big piles, and then Marge is telling him, you know, not to take that medicine because it's not for him. He's like, uh, I, like of course I need more. And then he reads it. He says, estrogen. Maybe I'm not getting enough. Estrogen. Uh, is that what the line is? So then Homer is watching TV and he sees a commercial for all you can eat seafood at the Frying Dutchman. Yeah, we got the old sea captain giving the commercial pitch. It's all you can eat. And Yar. at the end of the commercial, Homer's like, aye, aye, captain. <laughs> <laughs> and, Mar- and Homer tells Marge that they're going to the restaurant and Marge says she's allergic to seafood. She says... Last time I ate shrimp, my neck swelled up for like a whole week. And then Homer just goes, mmm, shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, have you ever been to all-you-can-eat seafood? No. I've been to like, in terms of all-you-can-eat buffets, you've been to a lot of them. Huh? Yeah, like yeah. You probably South. don't have as many experiences. but uh, <laughs> I've done like all-you-can-eat like sushi. All right. And all-you-can-eat sushi buffets, all-you-can-eat Chinese food. I think I went to Golden Corral like once. Yeah, that's not the best. No, I don't really go for that, you know? Yeah. But like a, dude, you love Chinese food. Chinese food buffet? Yeah, uh, I've been to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's such a. And, that, and the ones that have like sushi and the soft serve ice cream. Yeah, classic. Oh, man. Next time I meet somebody I like. <laughs> well, I've never been to one of these. Apparently, they have KFC buffets. Oh really? Yeah. They they had like KFC donut with donuts for a while. I don't know if they still have that. I had never eat KFC, but I went and tried that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now good. are you gonna go try the new KFC vegan food? Oh yeah, we got to go do that. We got we got to do our part. Support big fast food chains making. Do you think they would let me ride my bike through the drive through there? No, they won't. They won't. They that's what's the worst part about it, man. Shit. Yeah, dude, I used to try and ride my bike through the drive-thru in college, and they always yelled at us. I'm going to see. Well, I'll just go inside. I'll lock up and go inside. All right. I'll watch the bike. You, get, you grab the <laughs> Get some heady nugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seafood buffet, man. I, first time I ever had lobster was at a seafood buffet. I ate like four. You ate four lobsters? Yeah, man. It was like, all right, here, you can get another. <laughs> You shouldn't be allowed to eat lobsters in a seafood buffet. Have you seen the movie? What movie? 
just about how we're just, you know, destroying the ocean. Hey, man, I didn't say I was proud of it. I was like 13. Yeah, I'm sorry for bringing that up. Fucking <laughs> lobster is delicious. Yeah, yeah. And to eat such a, like an exorbitant like amount that no person should just. Right. But I guess that's the idea is that, you know, lobster used to just be something fishermen and like. Yeah, like. People on boats, poor people, lower class, mm-hmm. working class people would eat. Right, it start. They fed it to prisoners at uh, Rikers. Sick. Yeah, it was like just poor people food, and now it's rich people food. And apparently, they just live forever. <laughs> Welcome to Lobster Talk with Justin and Nick. Oh man, they'd probably make better pets than fucking. Oh, he's right there. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, dude, when you see him in the tank at the grocery store, that was always cool as hell. Oh, uh, I always felt so bad for them. I mean, yeah, but you're like. Man, what's that guy up to with the rubber right, bands on his paws? You him. know he's not happy yeah. in there and and where it's, he's going. It's but very interesting. Yeah, you know, the, the all-you-can-eat buffet definitely appealed to me when I was younger. But I don't know if I would go. I would have to get, like, super hungry and super stoned. And I'm never, like... That hungry and stoned at the same time, it's one <laughs> or the other? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, in the South, man, Indian food, all-you-can-eat buffet, you know? Pizza, uh, all-you-can-eat buffet. Well, never great. Yeah, pizza buffet doesn't really seem like, like you don't want to... No. Even a pasta buffet, like, after two bowls of pasta, that's, like, the the most that you can do. Three, I can do three. Yeah. So, <laughs> just thinking about this, as we go into this episode, and we're going to see how long make it to this buffet, and just, like, how hard he goes for it. Is so awe-inspiring. Yeah. We see at the neighbor's house the... Uh, the, the couple the, looking at the house? The real estate agent mm-hmm. is showing the house. Couples says, you know what? We'll, we'll just take it. We'll pay we- whatever the Winfields want. We don't know how to negotiate. <laughs> and, then, and, and then they hear... Homer next door in the kiddie pool and he's in his underwear. He picks up a hot dog out of the water. <laughs> yeah. and says, there you are. Thought you could get away, huh? And then eats it. Yeah. And he has a loud burp. You know, I think that's what gets their attention. Yeah, he's <laughs> drinking a duff too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he's got a little, you know, hat and uh, his wife beat her on. <laughs> oh, and that's another thing. I, I made a note here in the frying Dutchman commercial. He's like, if you'd sooner eat a bilge rat than another burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he has to like talk down like other food to get you to come there. Yeah, but like, aren't you tired of eating like chicken and burgers? Come eat some seafood. And it, yeah, and it works. Mm-hmm. So then we see Bart and Lisa sneak into the basement of the neighbor's house. And Bart scares Lisa and then the new neighbor Laura emerges and scares Bart. Bart falls over. She gets down. She says, "Hey, kid, you okay?" And and it's a, in his mind. He says, "She's beautiful. Say something clever." And then he says to her, "I fell on my bottom." And then his head he goes, "Don't." Uh-huh. When Bart scares Lisa, he like flips over his eyelids and mm-hmm. does that freaky thing. Yeah, the kids used to do that. I could never do it. Could you? No, no, I don't like it. It would look so gross. Yeah, why are you doing that to yourselves, man? Yeah, like stop why? it. 
<laughs> yeah, keep those air, keep that area nice and clean, you know. Yeah, you'll be paying for it later. Oh, and then we see Ruth? she's yeah. Uh, Laura says they're the new neighbor, and then we see the clumsy student movers out front, and one tosses a lamp out of the truck to another one, and then he th- you know just fumbles it and drops it. No, like, mm-hmm. oh no, not again. Mm-hmm. And, and um, then Marge is hanging out with Ruth, and Ru- Ruth is uh, Laura's mom. They're, they just moved in. Ruth says to Marge, you know, I actually had some doubts about moving to Springfield, especially after that time cover story, America's worst city. And Marge says, you can see our house in that photo. <laughs> we find out that Ruth is divorced. Yeah, she's, she's the man of the house. And she says, they're so sweet when you meet them, then it's career, career, career. And then <laughs> we see Homer through the window in the, in the backyard. He's yelling at the dog. He's yelling at Santa's little helper who's in his hammock. He says, that's my hammock, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah. Great it's, moment. Yeah, Homer is, on, Homer is on fire on this one. Career, career, career. Then Laura's reading his fortune next. Right. La, Laura kind of bullies Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bart thinks she's super cool that she stands up for herself. And then she tells Bart that she can read his fortune, tells him, points to parts on his hand, says, where, this is where the house is going to be, and then spits on his hand and says, and there's the pool. There's the swimming pool. And Bart's just like, oh, I'll never wash this hand again. Mm. Then we cut and see his hand just dirtier with his wad of like spit in the middle with like a band-aid on it's all scratched up and dirty and then (laughs) what is homer's he's got gum stuck to two of his fingers but he's like bullying lisa and homer is like why are you two idiots or something like that i didn't get that line (laughs) oh i didn't get it either let me see if i can grab it real quick okay cool hey guys we'll be right back after this thanks What? <laughs> what is it? trying to think about it you know what would i say to the aliens man what would you say i say hey you gotta check out our podcast it's called heady green terrace it's about the simpsons and everything else heady wow that was a really great commercial break for the show (laughs) (laughs) it's like what would you what would you tell the aliens tell them this is a heady green terrace Hey, welcome back, you guys. If you're just tuning in, we're discussing the season four episode, New Kid on the Block. So she just read so, his fortune. Oh, did, he, did we get that line? <laughs> Whoops. That's why we took the break in the first place. Hang on, my water bottle's over there. All right. Take a big sip. Bart says, I'll never wash this hand again. Lisa's like, Dad, make Bart wash his hand. And Bart says, Sorry, Lisa, I no longer control the hand. The hand controls me. Dad. And then Homer says, 
Shut up, you little monsters. And, and then we find Homer. He's he's on the he's on the phone. That's why he's saying, "Shut up, you little monsters." And he's trying to call their old babysitter, Abby. Yeah. Abby's sister picks up the phone and says, uh, "This isn't Abby. This is her sister. I look after her now." And we see Abby in the corner in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, saying, "No, Bart, put it down, Bart, put it down." So. Um, yeah, home arrest. Bart made her crazy. Yeah, she looks very disturbed, not well. Mm-hmm. Homer says, "Oh, no, all you can eat seafood. I wore my extra loose pants for nothing." Bart says that he knows a babysitter. He says that uh, maybe Laura could watch us. So then, Homer goes over to their house to talk to Ruth. Mm-hmm. Homer and, goes over uh, to talk to Ruth to, I guess, ask if Laura can babysit, and then. Uh, Ruth says, um, she can babysit when she gets back, but I need you to set me up with one of your friends. She says, Homer, uh, I want to be fixed up with one of your friends as soon as you can arrange it. After all, Homer, I do have the normal appetite. And Homer says, I hear you loud and clear. And he says, wait, we're not talking about food. He's like, no, He's like, we're talking about sex, right? And he says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or is that what he says? I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just let me make sure we're not talking about food. I'm not. Right. Me either. We're talking about sex, right? Right. I hear you loud and clear. And then he makes that sound. Like the Homer. Wherever that sound came from. That's Homer's uh, sexy sound. You see his tongue wiggle out of, mm. out of his mouth as he does this little purr. And then... Bart's taking a bath for the first time. He's finally cleaning in his hand because Laura's coming over. Mm-hmm. When she shows up, he comes in strong. He's got a little smoking jacket on and a little plastic pipe blowing bubbles out of it. Oh, Laura, what a pleasant surprise. And then you see Bart tipping the little bottle of bubble goo back into his pipe. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's like he's, repacking it. I had a bubble pipe, did you? For sure. Absolutely. And then they get food from two guys from Kabul. It's just two guys sitting inside this empty restaurant. One says to the other, sometimes I think you want to fail. <laughs> the other one says, shut up, shut up. And then the phone rings, and then they fight over who answers the phone. Laura says they used to eat this when their, her dad was stationed in Vandahar. Yeah, and they're eating... Uh, Labna. 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 And now Homer and Marge finally make it to the Frying Dutchman. All you can eat buffet, seafood, buffet. <laughs> Marge can't eat anything on the menu. Even the bread has seafood in it. He asks Homer what he wants. He goes, all you can eat, all you can eat. And then he's, before he can even give him the plate to go to all you can eat, Homer has already gone to the buffet and he takes a whole tray. And they're like, no, no, not so the steam please, tray. Please don't take the steam tray, sir. Cut to the lights are now off at the Frying Dutchman. Yeah. And Homer's just been there constantly eating. The The waiter says, that man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. Sea captain says, tis no man. Tis a remorseless eating machine. Yar. While Homer and Marge are out on the date, we also see back at the Simpsons house, Laura teaches Maggie and the cat how to waltz. And we see them dancing. 
Yeah. And then she says if she can teach them, she can teach Bart. And then Bart has this fantasy of them dancing and it they're mm-hmm. like wearing really nice clothes and it's they're they're somewhere really nice, dancing really smoothly. Yeah. His crush is budding for her. He's really into the older neighbor chick, you know. We've all been there. Right. Bart's looking for advice on women, you know, cuz he's got this crush now and he's like wondering what to do. He's trying to figure it out. And uh he he eventually goes and asks everyone he, he can. Including grandpa. He makes it to grandpa's home. He says, I'm I'm here to see my grandpa. And then there's the old guy at the home who I don't know what his name is. He says he's, he just says, like, hey sonny boy, like I I'm your grandpa. And he's like, You're not my grandpa. And he goes, Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Can your grandfather do this? And he throws down his cane and he starts starts kicking from side to side. And he goes, <laughs> hey, ho, hey, ho. <laughs> What's the guy's name? I almost got it, dude. And I think they like take him his, away. Or his name's just or... old Jewish man. Is it? He's yeah. the old Jewish man. He's an old crazy Jewish man who is Grandpa Simpson and Jasper Beardsley's friend. Doesn't he sing the song in that one episode? Whatever, next time. We'll come back to it. But anyway, Bart turns and sees his grandpa. And and grandpa says, you remember my birthday. (laughs) And Bart says, he didn't know that it was grandpa's birthday. He says, sure did. Here's a bus pass. And grandpa says, wow, fits right in my pocket. He tells Bart about how he dated a woman from the Guinness Book of World Records. She was like the world's oldest woman. She yeah. was like 100, she lived to be 102 years old. Yeah. And once she fell in with the Guinness Book of World Records crowd, she suddenly didn't have time for me. This is like a 15 pound beard of bees I wore for that woman, but it just wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. And we see a picture of grandpa with the bee, beard of bees. Instead of, you know, hearing about the birds and the bees, he hears about the beard of bees. <laughs> That's a fun grandpa scene. Yeah, I love Grandpa. Every time he shows up, he says something funny. Like, pound for pound, like one of the funniest characters. Just like, his lines fucking always do it for me. (laughs) Yeah, he is really funny. It's cool that Dan Castellaneta plays both Homer and Grandpa, you know? Yeah, that's pretty sick. It makes it so that it's really believable that he really is Homer's dad. Yeah. And then Bart asks his parents for advice. They say it's time for the birds and the bees talk. And Homer remembers how he had sex. Or he, he remembers how he learned about sex. Marge, I think he should learn about it the same way I did. Marge says, are you sure? And Homer has a flashback. He's at the zoo as a young kid. He's a zookeeper, zookeeper. Those two monkeys are killing each other. Zookeeper and zookeeper comes over and whispers in his ear. They're having sex. <laughs> um, so then... <laughs> Then Homer's trying to explain it to Bart, and he's like... Homer's explaining to Bart uh, about about, uh, women. He says, son, a woman is a lot like uh, a refrigerator. And he points to the refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, 300 pounds. They make ice and... uh, Oh, wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. And then he grabs a beer out of the fridge. And he opened, he, he uh, cracks a can of Duff. He says, they smell good. They smell good. They, they look good. good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. 
you want to drink another woman? And then uh, we see time goes by. And, and Homer's just, drunk. There's like a ton of cans scattered across the table. Bart just looks like so bored. Bart's back in his bedroom. And he's just wondering, how can I get her to notice me? And then all of a sudden, she's tapping on his window. And she says, meet me in the treehouse. In 15 minutes, I have something to tell you. And then Bart gets all excited. He goes into the treehouse. And the treehouse is like huge. She's like all uh, dressed up. And it's kind of like romantically lit. Mm -hmm. And she says she just wanted to tell him that she has a boyfriend. Bart has this fantasy of her tearing his heart out and saying, yeah. you won't be needing this. Yeah, it goes dark and you see them like cast in this like purple and bluish like light surrounded by black. She just reaches in and pulls the heart yeah. out. It's really cool looking so, uh, little animation for this scene. And then he finds out it gets even worse. He finds out that the boyfriend is Jimbo Jones. One of his bullies. The high school bully, high school jerk. Yeah, Jimbo's the one with the purple beanie and the black shirt, by the way. If, you, if you're struggling to remember which is which, if you're only casually familiar. Mm -hmm. And then Jimbo shows up on his motorcycles. He's like, who's the kid? Who's, who, who's, the, who's the dork? And then Laura says, leave him alone. He's just a kid. And Bart is just so crushed <laughs> oh yeah this moment. when she says it's jimbo like he you see him like remembering like getting a swirly from jimbo mm -hmm. yeah so he's just one of his bullies it's the worst and then when jimbo pulls up on his bike and he says dr tongue has arrived yeah he kind of is pretty cool for a moment here mm -hmm. which is funny because it's obviously like someone who bart would want to be like and emulate so then we see, we cut to the Simpsons eating in the dining room and they're eating. It's like a, everyone just has like a bunch of like mashed potatoes on their plate. And mm -hmm. it's a really funny cut. It just goes to Homer, just hum, 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 like a really funny Homer eating moment. It, it cracks me up every time I watch this episode. Uh, <laughs> and then Bart says, dad, if you like a girl and she's into some clod who's beneath her, what do you do? And Homer just grabs Marge and throws her on his lap and says, I married her. And Marge just laughs. Lisa says, good luck with your trumped up court case. So the other plot of the story, Homer goes to Lionel Hutz. He has a he has a office at the mall and it says, I can't believe it's a law firm because he's going to go against them saying it's not actually all you can eat. <laughs> right. And then we make it to court. <laughs> yeah. So they go to court and we see sea captain and he says "Twas a moonless night dark as pitch when out the mist came a beast more stomach than man so i says to me boatswains batten down the mizzen mass mateys yar <laughs> <laughs> excellent we reveal that his name is captain McAllister, and then a moment later the 1800 letters all addressed to santa claus or is it 18,000? i i forget but it's yeah, a, yeah, it's the miracle parodying on, miracle on 34th Street here. Uh-huh. And they're trying to Which I don't think I've ever seen that movie and I don't think I ever will at this point. Hey, should Nick watch Miracle on 34th Street? Please write in hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Should we write Miracle on Hetty Green Terrace? <laughs> Is that going to be the one that sells the Hetty Green Terrace Christmas movie? <laughs> the Hetty Green Terrace Christmas special, man.
Oh man. Carol and Kumar did it for the third one. Let's just make it our first. I'll hold you just to like it. the just like the Simpsons, starting on a Christmas episode. That's what we have to do. So we find out his name is Captain McAllister. That's right. We also like a pizza guy comes in and he's like, I have a pizza for and Homer's like over here, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to paint the picture that Homer didn't get to have all he could eat. He's still eating now. And right. Marge is on the stand. And, you know, they're asking, like, what happened after they left the restaurant that night. And then they drove around for hours looking for another all-you-could-eat seafood restaurant. Right. And then what did you know that? They went fishing. Mrs. Simpson, what did you, did you and your husband do after Oh, you got it. Okay. Oh, I don't have that line. So Lionel Hutz asked Marge what happened after they got kicked out of the Frying Dutchman. And Marge says, We drove around until 3 a.m. looking for another all-you-can-eat fish restaurant. And when you couldn't find one? We went fishing. That's when the jury jumps up. It's just like, Oh! <laughs> and <laughs> Lionel Hot says, Does that sound like the actions of a man who had all he could eat? And, and the, the, the jury the, the, the is... The fat guy on the jury goes... It could have been me. <laughs> it's like an all-fat person jewelry. Jury. Jewelry. <laughs> jewelry. So everyone on the jury is fat? Yeah. I didn't catch that. I, I always just catch the one guy who goes, It could have been me. It could have been me. <laughs> I, no, I'm pretty sure it's, they're all pretty husky. I mean, that's just like a really great... I quote that one a lot, I think. Yeah. Th- that line in particular. <laughs> like in my head. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. All right. Let's see if we can find it. Uh, wait, what were we looking up again? I don't know. What were you looking at? <laughs> uh, we wanted to see if the whole jury was fat. That's oh, right. Yeah. I think so. All right. Well, dude. Well, let me see. Feast your eyes on this. Yeah, they're all fat, huh? Yeah. All right. We'll put that on the gram. So Lionel Hutz finally wins a case. <laughs> to an all fat jury. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I've seen this episode like so many times I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, you just thought it was the one guy. I just always pay attention to him. I think he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been me. It could have been me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like what you want your jury to think, to say, right? <laughs> yeah. And we're back at the Simpsons' house, and well, oh well, then they come to a deal. Oh, that's right. Homer then becomes it's like a freak show at the Frying Dutchman, where yeah. people come to watch him eat. Come, watch and his name is Bottomless Pete. That's right. What is the Bottomless Pete endorsement? Do 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 be come for the freak, stay for the food. Oh. Oh, that's all he says. Let the people see your pretty face. Yar, come see Bottomless Pete. Nature's cruelest mistake. Come for the freak, stay for the food. And there's a huge line. Yeah. Yar, Homer, I think we can come to I mean, who doesn't? I said I would marry him in the previous episode. Remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. I still stand by that. Definitely an underrated secondary character. 
I guess that's what I'm looking for. The female equivalent of Sea Captain McAllister from The Simpsons. Put that on your dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that on your uh, Instagram bio too, dude. Just put it out there. Yeah. So they're on the date. No, well. Well, then we go back to the house. Laura is on the couch with Jimbo. The, yeah, Laura has Jimbo over when she's babysitting Bart. They're kind of you know, getting close kiss, to each other, kissing on each other and stuff. And he's like, "Hey, baby, my shirt's chafing me. Mind if I take it off?" And she's like, "Well, okay." Mm-hmm. And then at Moe's, we see her mom is there and she's got a coupon for a free beer and he doesn't want to give it to her. And he's like, no, this is Bo's Cavern. Yeah. And then the phone rings and he says, ah, Amanda hug and kiss. Hey, I'm looking for Amanda hug and kiss. Why can't I find Amanda hug and kiss? This is the first time that he prank calls Mo, right? I think it's the first one that we've covered. Oh, oh, the first one that we've covered. Yeah. On, okay, when you said that, I was like, really? I, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the first time in the show, but it's the first time we've talked about it. Bart Crank calls Moe's Tavern. And uh, yeah, this is a running joke in the early seasons. They kind of dropped it after this one. But it comes up a couple times in this episode. We love to see it. Did you ever do any Simpsons-inspired prank calls? No, but... I listened to the song Phony Calls by Weird Al and there's a Simpsons clip in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's when he says I'm looking for huge ass. Don't go making phony, phony calls. On it, dial the seven digit numbers you used <laughs> to. <laughs> Dude, yeah. what are you doing? Go listen to Weird Al right now. <laughs> We're giving a lot of endorsements here. Weird Al, five donuts. Blink 182. Uh, four donuts. <laughs> wow. Fish? Ten donuts. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. And that's been <laughs> Hetty Green Rankings. <laughs> Hetty Green Ratings with Nick and Justin. I don't know. I think there's way more donuts than that on that dress. Probably, dude. Mm-hmm. On that dress? On the dress. How many donuts do you think there are on Fishman's dress? <laughs> If you had to guess. Probably like a solid like 30. 30? Maybe more. I think you're overshooting. Like what? Like 20? I was going to say like 12. Yeah. <laughs> no, like 15 to 20. All right. Yeah. That's what I would say. I just feel like I never get the full scale of it. Yeah. Mm. Well, John Fishman, if you're listening, could you tell us exactly how many donuts so, are on your dress? So John Fishman is the drummer of Fish. He wears a dress with red donuts. In case you didn't know, it's a blue. It's a blue. It's a muumuu, actually. All right. See, I have to say it wrong because I know it's going to get Nick really riled up, and he'll correct me. If you're a fan of The Simpsons, you'd know what a muumuu is. So I'm not going to go over it. <laughs> um, but John Fishman wears a muumuu on stage every night, and I was t- saying it, it, it's blue. <laughs> it's blue with red donuts and how many donuts are on the dress and i what i'm saying that there's probably around 15 to 20 donuts on the dress john fishman if you're listening what's up dude it's (laughs) me nick hope you're doing well uh if you wouldn't mind telling the world how many donuts there are on your dress i think we'd like to know it would really mean a lot to us all right thanks buddy 
All right. I'll see you. I'll see you there, man. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bart's crank calling Mo. Is that what we're talking about? I know you already prank called him and saying that he's Amanda. He's looking for Amanda hug and kiss. And then he says, he says, my name is Jimbo Jones. Well, that's after Mo threatens him. Yeah. Which is usually when Bart hangs up. But this time he this time he says, my name is Jimbo Jones and I live at 1094 Evergreen Terrace, which hold up a second. 1094. I thought it was 742. Well, it's not their house. It's the new neighbor's house. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 742, 1094. Yeah. That's a big gap. Is it is it seven forty two? Am I wrong? <laughs> nah, dude. Seven forty two, man. Evergreen Terrace. But then, what do they say in this one? Ten ten ninety four Evergreen Terrace. Ten ninety four. All right. So is there like a Google Maps of Springfield? I don't think it exists. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on. Ten ninety four. The house's address was inconsistent, particularly in the older scenes of the show, being 94 Evergreen Terrace, 1094 Evergreen Terrace, 555 Evergreen Terrace, 723 Evergreen Terrace, and 430 Spalding Way. In the episode Homer's Triple Bypass, 742 Evergreen Terrace is shown to be a completely different house where Snake hides from the police and Reverend Lovejoy lives next door. The most common address used is 742 Evergreen Terrace. Wow. That's cool. All right. Glad we caught that. Yeah. Dude, look at that. 742 Evergreen Terrace, but not always. Wow, I learned something new today, folks. I don't know about you. That's why we do the damn show, yeah, folks. That's why we're here. That's why we do it. Um. Oh, man. See? So, that's oh, the, wait, wait, wait. So, so now... Homer's sending... So Mo gets the address, and he grabs a knife, and he leaves the bar, and he says... Barney, don't drink any beer while I'm gone. And he says, what kind of pathetic drunk do you take me for? And he says, oh, somebody spilled beer in this ashtray. And he picks up an ashtray filled with beer and he drinks it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great. Really? Yeah. Wow. Super funny. <laughs> great Barney moment. Mm. And then now we're back at Evergreen Terrace. And then Jim was like, I don't believe it. No, my pants are chafing me. Yeah, that's when Mo comes in. and Mo's coming in. He's crazy. He's carrying a big knife. He just opens the front door. I guess the Simpsons door is just unlocked, right? Yeah, it's a, a different time, right? Simpler times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just walks right in the front door, man. All right, who's Jimbo Jones? And he's like, I am. And he's like, you just made your second mistake, buddy boy. Jimbo like falls over on the ground. And he starts crying. Bart pops up and he's like, oh man, that's your outlaw? Yeah, Jimbo's just not that cool. Yeah, he doesn't have it in him. Earlier in the episode, Laura's saying what she likes about him. He's an outlaw who plays by his own rules. Mm-hmm. And then Bart just finds his weakness, crumbles that. Like mm-hmm. really kind of strategic in his part. Right. He, he utilizes Mo in this way that we said he's been regularly calling him and crank calling him. So this time he switches it up and gives him the address. So that you know would only work if they'd kind of been doing it a bunch mo says ah, i wasn't really gonna kill you i was just gonna cut you 
And then he goes, ah, uh-oh, I better go check on Barney. And then we see Barney. He's uh, laying on his, his back with yeah. his head tilted back, drinking the beer out of the tap at Moe's Bar, Moe's Tavern. And he goes, uh-oh, my heart just stopped. <laughs> and he lays there for a second. He goes, oh, there it goes. <laughs> he keeps drinking beer. And then, um, then we, we see, see how- go back to Laura. She says, Jimbo, I don't think we should see each other anymore. You're just not the guy I thought you were. And we see Jimbo off and Laura and Bart have a sweet little moment. She said, you know, if you were old enough to grow a dirty teenage mustache, I'd go out with you in a second. Kisses him on the cheek. And then she picks up the phone and calls Mo one more time. Yeah. And first name, Ivana. I'm looking for a Miss Tinkle. Okay, first name, Ivana. Ivana Tinkle, just a sec. Ivana Tinkle. Ivana Tinkle. All right, everybody, put down your glasses. Ivana Tinkle. And then Homer's over there laughing with the old sea captain. Yeah. And then, you know. Homer's drinking a beer with the sea captain. Little things come. Everyone's kind of got what they wanted, you know? Yeah. Bart's having fun with the babysitter again. We talked about this in I Love Lisa. It's like, what does it mean when you're like a kid to like someone? Right. You know, because it's like, you know, when you're an adult, you're like, what are we talking about? Um. Anyway, <laughs> so Bart, everybody gets what they want at the end of the episode. Everyone does get what they want. Yeah, Bart, he could date the girl next door, the, the babysitter, but she's older than him. Just not going to work out. And yeah, it just keeps their friendship a little more pure. You know? Yeah. And they both appreciate that about it. Yeah. She's like, well, if you were a little bit older, that's like all he needs to hear. Like, that's enough for him. Yeah. He he gets rid of the bully. Yeah, what a nightmare scenario. Like, the girl you have a crush on dating someone that is really shitty to you. Well, usually any girl that I have a crush on, whoever she's dating is usually just terrible. You know? Yeah, it's more like just waiting for, you know, her to realize it. Like, well... Could have been me. It could have been me. (laughs) It could have been me. Was that your moment of the episode? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I just love all the Homer eating sounds, too. That's like... Homer eating is like one of the funniest parts of the whole show. Yeah. Like I said, I I love just seeing how much he goes for it. Like, (laughs) even before they make it to the restaurant at the dinner table, they're just like all stuffing their faces. Mm. Should we go into our final rating? Close it up. Any other parts of this episode? Yeah. Any other episode that. Anything we might have missed? I mean, some good Lionel Hutz moments. Yeah, Lionel Hutz is great. A lot of good Sea Captain moments. They play a video game at the Quickie Mart called Escape from Death Row. That part's funny. Yeah. It's a very solid episode. A lot of good stuff in there. Mm. So, so I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead. Be my guest. Be my co-host. My co-host. All right. Well, before that, we have a final rating on the show here at Hetty Green Terrace or on. Are we at Hetty Green Terrace or are we on it? Both. We have a rating system here, both Hetty Green Terrace of one to five donuts. We also describe what kind of donuts, you know, to give it personal flavor. On our scale, a one is a dough and a five is a nut. <laughs> so I'm going to give this five spilled beer and ashtray flavored donuts. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's one of my <laughs> favorite jokes too, is when Barney 
drinks beer out of the ashtray. What kind of pathetic drunk do you take me for? Ugh, somebody spilled beer in this ashtray. <laughs> 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 oh, what a funny line. Yeah, ah, it's just so good. Just such a classic one. Just kind of uh, not a dull moment in the whole episode. Oh, yeah. Literally from the very get-go, like I said, like, okay, 30 seconds into this episode, we already have a very funny moment of Homer making bacon on the beach, and it literally doesn't let up until the very end. Yeah. And there's uh, another funny moment, Homer and Marge are in the bedroom, and I think they're arguing about that place not being all you can eat, and he's like, I'm like the Spanish guy, and she's like, Don Quixote. And he's like, no, that's not it. And then she's like, I'm, I think you're thinking of Don Quixote. And he's like, says he's going to go look it up. Mm-hmm. And he turns back in. Yeah. And she's like, and who was it? And he's like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, perfect. I'm going to give it five Labna flavored donuts. Nice. Five donuts. And just to, you know, drop the reference from this episode back in it. Well, actually, no. Seafood flavored donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. What kind of donuts? Now, I'm going to say this is all you can eat donuts over here. You can yeah. go nuts on this one. You can watch it like you can watch it twice in a row and you'll still be laughing. Dude. All right. That's like a five plus. Once you yeah. the rating scale, once it hits five, the next level is just five plus five to infinity. And uh, here we uh, And we broke it right open. The episode that came out before this episode is when Marge works at the power plant. Marge gets a job. Yeah. And then the episode after, after this, this is Mr. Mr. Plow. Plow. Oh, yeah, they man, were on fire, dude. like, yeah. Yeah, season four is legendary. That's when they really just hit the stride and took off. So if you do want to watch the show in order, honestly, season four would be a great place to start. And then you can go back and watch the earlier seasons once you cross mm-hmm. like 10. How many shows really capture this particular dynamic that we've all kind of been through at one point or another you know especially when we were younger mm-hmm. we, we would get into someone that wasn't good for us but you know we'd see them at school every day or we'd see them mm-hmm. in the neighborhood every day you know yeah i think that's that's pretty relatable you know and or just this idea of you you know you like someone but for whatever reason it's just not gonna work out i mean i definitely had a crush on uh, my babysitter yeah or a few babysitters some tutors and stuff you know some girls in the neighborhood for sure mm-hmm. my first kiss was the girl next door oh no way i don't need to talk about that they'll save that for another time <laughs> i'm bashful oh man great episode creaky chairs good times that's the heady green dares promise yeah there's some really great images from this episode uh, look at this one oh wow yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's great we'll be posting stuff on the gram we're at heady green terrace on instagram and before we wrap up we well we also uh you know we've been doing kind of lo- uh romance themed episodes for the month of february that's true uh, keeping that theme going should we tease it. what the next episode is gonna be now let's make them wait Ooh. We're going to leave you with a cliffhanger. You got to be wanting more. Like in Phil Leotardo. Like, what's he going to do, man? Who's coming with me? Tone. It's not looking good. 
<laughs> do a, a cue. We'll see. We're pulling it up. Well, we want to get into the last one. Get into the last what? Because we said we were going to come back to the bad episode one. Yeah. You have an answer? I think so. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do, but... You don't want to? <sighs> All right. Should I just pick one right now really quickly? Yeah. Well, there's the one with the jockeys that was the worst episode ever. Mm-hmm. So, the question from last time. What's your least favorite episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, we weren't able to really answer this one. And it's still, by virtue, there mm-hmm. there are no bad episodes because we have so much to be grateful for just from, like, what we've received. Mm-hmm. No matter, you know, you can say, like, all these, all these episodes, like, kind of suck. Just from what we have, you can't really pick a bad episode. But I'm going to go <laughs> with... I'm going to have to say Whacking Day Mm -hmm. from, I think it's season four. It's just something kind of off about it. Yeah. I know it's kind of like a big one, but I didn't really think that it didn't really hit me and never really has. Then there's the one with the like gummy Venus de Milo and Homer touching the babysitter's butt. Mm -hmm. That one kind of felt a little off to me. Those are the two that kind of stick out as kind of being a little off. And then there is the actual worst episode ever where Bart's a jockey, which feels a little disjointed, but is actually kind of funny. But I will say of those three episodes, none of them is a bad episode. (laughs) I know. Oh, well said. They just, they just feel like, and there's plenty like that, you know, that it's just like, uh, I don't know if this is really, but at the end of the day, I don't mind laying on the couch and just watching the Simpsons be Simpsons. Right. And uh, I'll say there are no bad episodes. <laughs> oh, you're going to absolve yourself of this? No, honestly, uh, one that season one babysitting episode, some enchanted evening. That one was supposed to be the pilot, but then they delayed it because of the animation errors. Mm-hmm. And it's still in the end, like, you know, season one can be rough looking, but that's like pretty bad. Mm. it's like the worst of the worst in terms of animation yeah so if i have to say something my least favorite i think i want shit to look cool and it's before they had their charm they did i won't say before they had their charm just season one's rougher and when we went back and watched the palette i really appreciate how clean it looked Mm. and it does look nicer than the rest of the season yeah cool cool so that's it that was it you got more another one real quick well, I got one here. Uh, it's from Casey from Idaho. He's saying, Fire away. He's saying, hey, Nick and Justin, I know that a lot of dads listen to your your podcast, so would you say that this is a dad pod? <laughs> That's a great question. <clears throat> Thanks, Idaho. Yeah. Who is that from? Casey from Idaho. <clears throat> so is this a dad pod? Is this a dad pod? Well, you know, it's a pod for the dads. It's also a pod for the moms and the brothers and the sisters and the baby sisters. Yeah. Yeah. All for all the people of Springfield. It's for you. It's it's, it's mm. definitely for you. Yeah. We're all we're all the people of Springfield when you think about it. And you know what? And if that makes us a dad pod, then so be it. Yeah. This is like a, a yacht 
yacht pod. Yeah, too. yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, is is Steely Dan a yacht pod? <laughs> yeah, is Jimmy Buffett gonna come out? Come on, Casey. The hell is wrong with you, man? Yeah, of course we are a dad pod, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> Thanks to all the dads out there for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, every day is Father's Day when you're around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. All right, see you guys later. All right, Bye. guys, we're getting out of here now. Happy birthday, Matt Groening. Thank Smell you later. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.